Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very lovely guest with us today, Arlene. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So to start this off, tell us a little bit more about you and just your overall passions. Well, I am an actor and writer. And the the biggest passion that pushes my art forward is mental health. I actually am a licensed counselor, so I work with a lot of different clients right now. I've worked with kids in um, probation, DCFS. I've worked with kids who've been trafficked. And a lot of those raw emotions really go into my art because I feel like art is so universal. It's such an amazing thing that people will read a book or watch a television show and open their mind in a way that they haven't before and take in some really interesting information in different lives that they probably would never come across. And I think that when your empathy informs your art, then your art will encourage empathy. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with that so much. And thank you for making those points and saying all of that. And thank you again for really coming on here and just all the work that you've done as a mental health counselor. Um, I admire that so much so thank you for all of that and so I actually wanted to ask you too about your mental health journey um with within your counseling and also within your own personal life so how did that really start for you you know did you always want to become a counselor did you always have an interest I mean how did that really come about well it started when I was a teenager I actually had a friend who was killed when I was 17 and I grew up very sheltered so I didn't know anything about you know, I, I didn't know kids could get killed. Yeah. And so I really wanted to understand how those things happen and what did, what did that look like? So when I went to college, I decided to study psychology um, because I think you, I really want to also learn and heal myself. And so, yeah, um, you know, I went to school and went to grad school and for a long time, I was, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I always loved acting and writing. So I moved to California and California can do a, a number on your mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, these people are interesting, <laughs> you know? So I actually took a few years off from acting and writing and I just focused on working with kids and, um, Then in 2017, I um, did my first short film, which was about um, kids with autism. And well, it was actually more about parents dealing with their kids with autism because I I noticed in the black community that there was a lot of stigma around Mm -hmm. kids who had autism. So I did, Mm -hmm. I had written in, um, shot a short film about that. And then I wrote a short film about child trafficking and um because it just it was just very close to my heart and then in 2018 I got pregnant with my first child and he passed away oh wow I'm so sorry yeah he passed away at six days old oh my gosh he had a heart condition and that required surgery so um and he passed away during the surgery. And yeah. that really did a number on my mental health. It did a number yeah. on my self-esteem, um, yeah. my viewpoint of myself. Um, I hated myself. 
Yeah. I hated myself. I blamed myself for everything. And um, I realized at that moment that sometimes you need to do something you've never done to get the results that you need now. Yeah. And um, so even though I had been a big proponent of mental health and encouraging people, I hadn't sought counseling until then wow. um, yeah. for myself. You know, so I really just kind of leaned into counseling and support groups and really learning how to better myself because my goal was to be a woman that my son could be proud of. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's where I've, I've been. I've just, it's an everyday journey, you know, and yeah. um, learning to love yourself where you are and who you are and recognizing that I was never going to be the person I was in 2017 but I'm still worthy even now yeah yeah and I applaud you for that and really congratulations for really overcoming all of that that is so so tragic I mean I can't even imagine and the fact that you did take those steps to take care of yourself and and benefit yourself um again by through counseling and and really taking care of your mental health and your mental space I applaud you for that and I cannot I mean from woman to woman I mean that is really incredible and so yeah, that's, you should be very, very proud of yourself. Thank you. Thank you. There's just so many things I think that, you know, we don't realize are involved with mental health and with women yeah. specifically, you know, Absolutely. I didn't know how many women had gone through issues like what I had gone through or, you know, had sick children or couldn't have children. There were all these different things. And I felt that if we didn't talk about it, we couldn't support each other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's really a support thing. You know, um, I, I think when you can relate to someone else, you know, it just makes everything a lot better, you know, because you don't feel so alone. You don't feel like, oh, like maybe I'm the only one who's going through this. And it's really also to just educating yourself too on, you know, how did these people handle the situation? Maybe I can handle the situation the way that they did because it helped them and, you know, I can help myself through them. So yeah, it definitely is a, you know, it goes hand in hand just yeah, relating off of each other and just being there for each other, you know, that overall support mm-hmm. factor. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I love that. Yeah. So <laughs> also too, um, within your whole acting, so you are a writer, you are a director, you're a filmmaker, you, you do actress. I mean, you're really, you do it all, really. <laughs> you really do. Um, so, okay. So you do express yourself through your acting and I love Mm -hmm. that. I love how you did say um, that, you know, it really is an art form for you. You know, you get to kind of go in character and really just express that character. And yeah, that's very, very interesting. I don't do acting myself, um, but I've always admired that industry. I think it's very, very um, beautiful. I think it's very unique. So again, that was always something you've obviously wanted to do. Um, so, you know, how did you really start that? And, you know, even with your own production company, you know, how did that really come about? And, you know, how did you really get your start? Well, I mean, if you ask my mom, I came out the womb acting. Uh- <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, you know, she says I was a very dramatic kid. I think I was just expressive, but, you know, touche. Uh, well, I really got into acting when I was um, in high school, I did a few plays when I was in high school in New Orleans and, um, New Orleans is such an artistic city Yeah, and it was just really nice to be around people who really just enjoyed the art form, had fun with it. Yeah. And 
for me, that was, that was the best thing, just being able to go and just have fun with something. And I think I really, really started to focus on acting when I was in college. There was the connection between psychology and character building that I didn't understand until then. Um, I think there's so much in psychology in character building. It's essentially very similar. You know, I will get a client and I will have a paragraph on who that person is. And I have to breathe life into who that person is because if that client comes into my office and to me, they're just a sheet of paper, they know it and they know you don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's yep. the same thing with acting. You might get a paragraph blurb of who this person is and you've got to fill in the blanks. You yeah. have to breathe life into this individual and they have habits, they have reasons, they have regrets, they have a favorite color. And there's a reason why that's their favorite color. And learning how to create and understand that, but also in a way that connects to me in my own heart. Mm-hmm. Um that that's really important. I think that whenever you're doing a character, there's someone in this world and in your audience who understands that character because it's them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you don't take it that seriously, and if you don't love that character and you don't make it a point to understand that character that way, you're going to hurt that person who's watching. Yeah. 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 You know, that's so true. Yeah, so it was just all about telling stories. And I wanted to tell my own stories because I felt like, especially when it came to trafficking, that Hollywood has a tendency to glamorize things. You know, they want to make it so dramatic and they want to make it this, this, you know, all these things. And then Uh the story ends when they've been rescued because suddenly everything's better. Right. And that was not my experience. So for me, it was writing experiences that I felt were truthful, that I hadn't seen told before. You know, um, there's all these ideas about quote unquote prostitution and trafficking victims and what they look like. And they didn't look like what I saw. It wasn't what I was seeing every day. So I wanted to tell those stories and give those kids and those women a voice and an opportunity to, to tell their stories. And quite honestly, those are my stories too, because when you're speaking of from a purely hu- humanitarian point of view, that is your story because yeah. you help create a society that wants to use people that way. Right. And when you're not really acknowledging what it is, you're not helping to end anything. Right. So, yeah, that's that's yeah. just my, my complete goals is just to use my art to say something and that might help someone and maybe create a shift. Yeah. You know? yeah. My production company is is named Le Bon Temps and it means um, the good times. We have a saying in New Orleans called Les Le Bon Temps which means let the good times roll. And that's what it's about. It's about going back to the good times. It's going back to the healthy yeah. times. It's shining a light on things that we ignore. So, yeah, that's. that's wow. 
Yeah, I've been like, I'm not like grinning at you right now. I mean, I think that's so beautiful and so inspirational. <laughs> and it's rare. It's rare to get that genuine connection, um, especially like in a Hollywood setting, in an LA setting. I mean, it, you're so right. A lot of it is not genuine. And a lot of people are just like, mm, I'm in Hollywood, whatever, who cares? But yeah, absolutely. When you're serving a purpose and you really are getting that word out. And again, just like as you said, you're shifting that, that you know, stigma or whatever. That is so, so beautiful. And yeah, I love that. That is that is like such a goal. And that's my goal too. You know, I mean, if you make a difference, let's just say in one person's life, then that's when you know that you're doing a good thing. And that's when you know that, you know, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> <Slowly but surely. laughs> you know, I admire that about you as well, because I, I, I feel like there's such a, a pleasant and kind presence within you. Oh, and thank you. You know, I I don't know if you know how much that affects people because there is so much of a, you know, it is such a fake world. And absolutely, you have such a genuine heart and it made me want to connect with you and made me want to talk to you and made me want to be like, okay, this is now (laughs) this is a woman, you know? So I want you to make sure, want to make sure that you know that, that you have that effect as well and that your kindness in your heart is not overlooked and we're grateful for that. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And same to you. I I remember when I, when I first reached out to you, I was, I mean, I was like, well, first of all, I was like, oh, I gotta have this girl on the show. Number one. And number two, (laughs) I was just so uh, taken back by how much you've done with yourself. I mean, you are so multifaceted. And again, that's another rare thing that you don't see nowadays, but you are so genuine with everything that you've done. And I mean, you just accomplished so, so much. And I mean, I look up to you, not gonna, I'm like, oh, like, not gonna lie. Like, I look up to you so much. (laughs) Like, you're just like, oh gosh. Like, yeah, it's so, so rare to see that energy. It's all about the energy, right? It's all about that energy and that good, good, good energy from that good, good place. And I'm just so happy that we could, yeah, just like what you said, connect. And yeah, I love that. I mean, you're just what you said to me right back to you. So thank you. (laughs) You're so sweet. So also too, you're, you're an author, you're a published author. Um, So that too is incredible and you do have a book of poems called the weight of my soul and that is so incredible I am in the middle of writing a book myself right now so I am just like oh my gosh this is so cool another writer (laughs) so (laughs) okay so like let's just dig into that because that's like a whole topic but like again like what did that I mean what how did that really come about a and b uh what was the inspiration for that well I've been writing poems since college um so I had a friend one of my best friends still actually in New Orleans and she said to me you know Arlene you always have so much to say but you never write anything down and so she actually bought me my first poetry book Um, yeah it was a Maya Angelou book and she was like you should read this and I got so into poetry it was ridiculous (sighs) and I realized that there were so many beautiful ways to express yourself. You know, sometimes when we're speaking to someone, it's hard to verbalize what we're saying. But when we write it down, we feel free. When we write it down, we can say it without um, consequence. We can really just use our words in a way that I think is really difficult when we're looking at someone. So I started writing and... um, 
I randomly just started performing at different events at my school and just, you know, reading to people and talking to people just about your emotions, because I feel like sometimes we can just be, we, we are in, we are, have, we have such a, a, um, aversion to telling people what we really feel. Right. And so there are actually poems in that book that were written when I was in college. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There are poems just about like love and, um, growth and (laughs) there's actually a poem about assault, you know? And yeah. And it was my first time letting anyone read that. And, um, I remember when I, when I published it, I said to my mom, I said, there's going to be things you're going to read in there (laughs) that I am not going to want to talk about. And it's all on the page and it's everything you need to know about it. Because I know my mom, she's going to buy it. She's going to read and scour through every (laughs) single page. (laughs) And that's, and she's going to come with questions because my mom always has questions. So I had to let her know. It's like, you know, those things are real. They're genuine. They came from my heart. And if I don't want to elaborate, I'm letting you know that that has to be okay with you. No. I may not elaborate on everything. So it took her a minute. And probably the thing I'm most proud about with that book actually is there is a poem in there that um, my friend who who passed away, he actually wrote. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, when he passed, his grandmother gave me his poetry book that I actually did not look at or read um, until I was in college. And I was 17 when he passed. And um, I just, I never read it. I just couldn't read it. And I knew that he wrote poetry, it told me, but I just never read it. And so he would always say that he wished that he could publish a book. Mm. So... I published that poem for him Aww, wow. in his honor. And that's probably the thing that makes me most proud is that, you know, all these years after he was gone, that he will never be forgotten because people that I have never encountered in this world know his voice now. Oh, and they know his wow. name. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, you never really die until you're forgotten and he will never be forgotten because it's his name is in someone's on someone's bookshelf yeah. hundreds of miles away right now. And someone's that. connecting to something he wrote when he was 16 years old. Wow. Yeah. That's so beautiful and so incredible. I my heart right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so that's so beautiful and just again so genuine. And I feel like that just I mean the whole I mean really the whole book. I mean your book it, I mean, it really is, it's only like that bold focus, but um, it, it's a reflection of yourself. And I find that so beautiful. And the fact that you did that for him as well, that's so, so beautiful. And I love that. I will definitely link that below. Um, if anyone wants to get their hands on it. <laughs> um, I love that. I love that. So before I let you go, I have a few more questions to ask you. So within everything that you've accomplished so far, um, do you have any more goals for yourself? And, you know, what is something that you just always want to accomplish, but, you know, you really, really want to do in the near future? Oh, see, you know, I'm, you know, I'm verbose. I talk a lot. So, <laughs> oh, <me too. laughs> well, right now I'm actually um, shopping a television show that is about my experience working in, with trafficking. 
um, with child trafficking. So um, just putting that together, my goal is to get that out there. And also it's connected to, in, to some organizations that also fight and educate child trafficking. So my goal is to create a TV show that people can be involved in, but wow. yeah. also give them information on how to fight trafficking in their own neighborhoods by looking at highlighting some of the companies that are working across the United States that they can be involved in. Um, so one particular company I work with is The Power Project. Um, a friend of mine actually created it and she and I work together with okay. kids who've been trafficked. So it's a company that she started and she does a lot of education about it. She goes to different places around the country and she talks to different schools to the kids. She talks to parents, she talks to churches, just really different places in the community that can support people who have been trafficked, trafficked and also help prevent trafficking. So basically my goal is to have this hour long show, but the last 10 minutes of it be focused on highlighting companies that are working to fight mm -hmm. trafficking so that people can fight in their own neighborhoods. Um, so that that's my, the first thing that I'm focusing on right at this moment, but awesome. one yeah. of my ultimate goals actually is to create a company that works with people who have been homeless. Um, I want to create it. It sounds crazy, but <laughs> it's always been something I've wanted to do. But I want to create a really nice tiny home village. Oh, wow. That, yeah. Yeah. That works with um, homeless people to help them get connected with the resources, give them a safe place to live, to feel like they're part of a community. Yeah, foundation. Um, yeah. Yes. Because the first thing we have to do is to make people feel safe again and feel yeah. valued as a human being before we can address the things that got them in that position right. you know and also there's so many homeless people who have animals and yes they're yeah. not allowed to go into shelters because they can't take their animal and so they they don't they just they're just on the street and they're just without care mm -hmm. and so i want it to be a full community where everyone has their own little home you know they can feel safe they can have a little playground for their families, for their pets. And it's a company that works with helping people get back on their feet, helping them get a job, helping them get stable to where yeah. we can help prepare people for long-term success, not just placement, but long-term success. Because I think that the only way to really help the homeless situation is to help prepare people for long-term success. And, and people don't seem to realize there's so much more money that you're spending with um, maintaining homelessness mm -hmm. than by helping people get back on their feet. Right. Yeah. That helps contribute to building the economy, to building a better society by helping people get back on their feet, helping them get comfortable with life again, helping them feel safe and taken care of and be healthy. And um, so, yeah, that is actually my ultimate goal. Wow. To have a place like that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's incredible. And I really do think you're going to accomplish all those. <laughs> You've accomplished so much already. So. <laughs> oh, I know so. I know so. <laughs> oh, I love all of that. That's incredible. And also, too, I wanted to ask you before I let you go, what would you say is one thing, good or bad, that you have learned about yourself this year? Um, I think 
depending on how I look at it, it can be good and bad. Um, but I really, really started to understand the power of my resiliency and oh, the power yes. of my womanhood as a result of that. Yes. I think that I spent a lot of time judging myself and being unhappy with who I am. And this year, I really feel like I have grown to where I understand that I'm not who I am because of tragedy and because of trauma. I'm who I am in spite of tragedy and trauma. And I love who I am. And I have something to share with people because so many people are going through tragedy and trauma and I am learning the kindness and the empathy and the love that not only that I deserve, but that so many other people deserve too. It's to walk with kindness, it's to walk with forgiveness, it's to walk with empathy. It's also to learn how to not blame yourself for everything. Yep. Yep. You know, and I think that um, it's something that I have learned this year, something that I'm learning every single day. Um, I think it's a journey, loving yeah. myself and forgiving myself and just recognizing my own worth is a journey. And I am on this journey every single day that I wake up. And I'm grateful for every day that I wake up because as I'm on this journey, I am encountering people that are on their own journeys and I'm helping them and I'm supporting them. And, you know, the strength to do that when a couple years ago, I barely had the strength to get out of bed is really just dynamic for me and hopefully for other people and the people that I come across. So, you know, the best thing about me is my resilience and my pain. And the worst thing about me is my resilience and my pain. It's just depending on the day of the week. Yeah. And accepting it. Yeah. 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 And loving myself because of it. Yeah. You know, and knowing that I am exactly where I need to be because of that and the things that I do and the people that I meet and the jobs that I book are because of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot agree more with you. (laughs) I cannot, and I cannot relate more with you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's incredible. You're just like this incredible woman. You are a powerhouse. And I do have to say, this was such an honor to speak with you and have you on this platform.